If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base, a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. Most of you know I am on the verge of moving to my family's ranch in West Texas where I grew up. And a little bit of housekeeping, I might skip a show late June or early July to ensure that I don't lose my mind grapes during the process. I'm currently in the Lone Star State working out the logistics of my return. In all of the hubbub, I missed my six-year anniversary of recording this podcast. Shout out to Mellow Yogi, a.k.a. Catherine, for the sweet message on Instagram reminding me of the milestone. That said, if you're a longtime listener like Catherine, then you know today's guest. My sister Crystal and I are having fun playing catch-up. And even the simplest of activities can spark thoughtful conversations like the one we had today about weeds and their purpose in our lives. But before we get into said weeds, I want you to know about the latest offers from some of my casually baked partner brands, like Dr. Fossum's Pet Care. If your four-legged companion is anxious or aging, maybe suffering from chronic pain, Shop Dr. Fossum's Pet Care and save 20% using promo code CASUALLYBAKED20. 
If you're shopping for a new piece of glass that's sophisticated, functional, and super easy to clean, you're going to love Session Goods. And as a Casually Baked listener, you'll save 10% every time you shop Session Goods glass and accessories. And if you're looking for a solid source for CBD supplements, check out Aspen Green, where you'll save 20% every time you shop. That makes it so much more affordable to take CBD daily. Aspen Green offers organic, small-batch, Colorado-grown CBD products for every member of the family. And whether you're getting a massage or giving yourself one, you deserve a little MJ relief in your life. You'll save 10% on the muscle rub I co-designed with my bestie and formulation scientist extraordinaire, Dr. Monica Vielpondo. Shopping Podcast Affiliates is a win-win because you save money on the things you want and that supports the production of this show. So shop these and other podcast affiliates at casuallybaked.com. And if you're listening on your phone, scroll down in the episode notes in the podcast app to find links to these offers and promo codes. For now... I invite you into this family smoke circle to redefine your relationship with weeds. So smoke them if you got them and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. It's high time. We had a high time together. Together. Hello, sissy. Hi, sister. So Fun to be sitting here with you this time because I'm in the weeds of moving back to Texas. I love it. It makes me so happy. I really do think you probably are the most (laughs) excited person to have me moving back. It's true. I will accept that. Well, today's episode was inspired by our recent trip around your backyard and out in the the field behind your house, and we were looking at what looked like a bunch of weeds and things that needed to be whacked down, and you were telling me all of the benefits of all of these different things that we just call weeds. Exactly. So I love that concept of redefining what weeds are, because, you know, when I talk about cannabis, I call it flower, or I call it cannabis. I don't call it marijuana and weed to me is just kind of the recreational term for cannabis and I think that there's so much in our own lives and in our own yards that we refer to as weeds but underneath it all they could have some really positive benefits so I thought I would put your little at-home gardener brain to work and talk to us about how you're using the things in your own yard And then an even bigger, since you are a consciousness coach, kind of that bigger meaning for you. Absolutely. Well, I love it because this has been something we've been developing our knowledge over the past four years of living in this space and really kind of seeing what has shown up for us in terms of the plant life. And, you know, I'm air quoting here when I say weeds because weeds are just a plant you haven't found a use for yet. And... There are so many things that are so beneficial, not only to us, but for our soil. So it's been interesting and really kind of fun. We've made um, 
cleaver tea, like early in the springtime, cleaver comes out and it's anti-inflammatory and it's great detoxifier and it's got high amounts of vitamin C in it. And so you just pull this fresh weed (laughs) from your yard. And it's so funny because actually Zoopy loved it. He was having kidney problems. He's a, he was a wiener dog. Our little wiener dog before he passed years ago and he would eat it and it is good. It flushes your kidneys it's a detoxifier so anyway animals know yeah know what's good for them so anyway that was fun to find and then to see as I'm really getting into my regenerative ag stuff that I'm doing the uh, Dr. Elaine Ingham's soil food web that has it's just been life-changing as far as really understanding uh, on a deeper level how important the microbiology in the soil is and how each thing actually has a benefit. And all of these so-called weeds are conditioning our soils. They are healthy in a lot of ways. A lot of them are healthy for us if we eat them. I mean, the, the nutrient density in them is way higher than in that iceberg lettuce you bought at the grocery store. So um, lots of stuff can be made in a salad. Um, the clover in our yard fixes nitrogen into the soil. And, and if you, if you eat it, it's high protein and you can eat the flowers and the leaves. And we got this book called An Idiot's Guide to Foraging. And it has been super informative and, and fun to look at. And, and we take it with us when we go out in the country to different people's places. And if we see something, we try to look it up and see what it's about. So, you know, earlier in the year when I did the show with Gabe Brown, mm-hmm. you know, we were looking at this through the lens of farmers and ranchers on a bigger scale. And so I appreciate that we're now having this conversation for someone who it's just a backyard gardener. It's someone who's just taking care of their own home and, you know, being able to identify mm-hmm. the plants and trees and flowers and insects and birds that are in your own community. <laughs> you yes. know, not only is it smart for you to know that stuff, but it's just fun. Yeah, it's really fun. One of my girlfriends in Sonoma County, you know, you said the idiot's guide to foraging. Mm-hmm. She had turned me on to an app called Seek, S-E-E-K, green and white logo with a leaf on it, but it's by iNaturalist. And so you can choose a location and take a picture and it would identify awesome. the things that are around you. So when you're just right there in the moment, you can know, is this good for me? Can I eat it? Should I leave it alone? Yeah. We were walking around the farm and she pointed out these little things and was like, those are tiny little wild radishes. And they're tiny, tiny yeah. little things. And she picked one up and ate it. And I ate it. And it was like the taste of a giant radish in oh. this tiny yes. little thing that I had walked by a thousand times. I love it. Yeah. So tell me some of the stuff around here and how y'all are using it and just give people an idea of how it how it works. Well, the first one, which everybody knows about, and it's the poster child for uh, Roundup and glyphosate because it's an absolute superfood. It's dandelion. Um, it aerates your soil and it's adding calcium to compacted soil. That's literally why it shows up. If your soil sucks, you get dandelion. So there's places in our yard where we have a lot of dandelions and we're absolutely encouraging that. So we can take the young leaves and use it for salad. You can take the flowers and make tea. 
we've dried the roots and are um, grinding it up in our smoothies. Well, and Melody, our big sister, um, I was talking to her on the phone the other day and she had gotten some dandelions out of her yard and was making tea with it. Now, tell me what that's good for again. Like, I mean, like, is it going to help me sleep? Is it good for women's health? Like, I don't remember what she, why she was taking it. Well, dandelion is like a detoxifier. It's got a lot of benefits and like right off the top of my head, it's not coming to me. But anyway, it's total superfood. Okay. Yeah. And you're right. That is one of the things you always see on the freaking Roundup mm-hmm. label. I've come to the conclusion that if the government tells you to do it or any big corporation to do the opposite. I mean, honestly, it's a fucking superfood, and they're literally encouraging you to spray Roundup, which has glyphosate in it, which is an antibiotic, which is killing the life in the soil, which then kills the life in your gut, because whatever you spray it on, all the, the food that we eat that they spray it on, then it's killing your gut health, and that's the key to our health. Mm -hmm. So putting that biology, making sure that that biology is in the soil so that it then is in your plants. Because when the biology is in the soil, then all the nutrients that the plant needs are available to them through that biology. That's why you use slow dirt instead. Yes. Love slow dirt. Slow dirt is great for feeding that soil biology and Increasing all the good stuff. Shout out to Jeff and Diane. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff and Diane. Slowdirt.com. All right. What yes. else is in your yard, sis? Well, um, I have a list. But I was also thinking, because, you know, as I do, I'm a consciousness coach. Um, so just for instance, one, one herb, it's called horse herb, which you can buy it at um, a garden center as a perennial, but it literally just grows wild. But it is, it stops diarrhea. If you have diarrhea, you can just take and chew on a couple of the leaves and that will take care of that for you. We learned that at a a plant hike in San Marcos downtown where they took us through and showed us all the beneficial and edible plants in the That's so smart to do if you find a group like that in your own community. People that will show you the good and bad mushrooms that are in your community or yeah. just identifying the plants and what to use and what to steer clear of, like that kind of stuff. It Again, it's fucking yeah. fun. <laughs> I love it. We're nerds. Well, and going one step further into Nerdville, weeds are just like life experience. Like we think that just because it's not what mainstream would call good, that it's bad for us. But a weed is actually just giving you some information. And what the weeds in your yard, the information that they're giving you is the fact that your um, fungal to bacteria uh, ratio is off. Like you have too much bacteria and not enough fungi in your yard. That's early in succession as far as your, your soil health. Early, there's, it's a loaded with bacteria because we've um, poisoned and fungicide. We kill all the, the fungal matter. And so then you just have really bacteria-rich soil. And in that, weeds grow. And which, this is how nature works, those weeds are conditioning your soil. They are helping to bring the life back. You need roots in your soil, as Gabe Brown says, living roots in the soil. And that's what, you know, these weeds show up because nothing else can, because the nutrients aren't there. So if we recognize that as beneficial, whether you think it's beneficial or not, it is beneficial. Um, Same thing for difficult experiences that show up in our lives. 
everything is fuel for our own good. Now, do you call it that or do you call it bad? And whichever you say it is, and you can say, oh, that weed is bad, and you spray poison on it, and then you get more weeds, and you think that it's the weed's fault. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's um, it just kind of opens your mind up to what we've been told and what we have believed to be true about things, feelings, experiences, situations. You know, and I think probably had I not lived in California the last eight years, that I wouldn't be as excited about coming home as I am. And I've had people in California say, oh my gosh, you have to go back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why? Oh. Now, granted, I didn't think I would ever move back to Texas before cannabis was legalized. Right. But we have a family business and, you know, the ranch is something that's important to me and something that's important to you. Yes. And, you know, by having all of this experience in a place where the farmers and ranchers that I know are excellent stewards of the land. Yes. I've learned so many things that I'm excited to bring home. Yes. And, you know, I know it's not going to be changed overnight. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But I do know that we are planting the seeds to then, in a few years, the ranch is going to look totally different yeah. than it does now. Yeah. Just because we're bringing these conscious ideas mm -hmm. there where... You know, Daddy and Doug, they haven't been doing anything wrong. Right. But when you have more information yep. to add to the mix, you can just do it better. When you know better, you do better. So God bless us all. May we know better so that we can do better. And also understanding what it feels like to know better. <gasps> oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. That's it. Like that ringing of truth in your body when you feel... Someone has said something or shared some really meaningful something. Like, you you get that. <sighs> so, this is, um, this is powerful, and it's really exciting. It's really exciting because it just, it really goes hand in hand with my work as a consciousness coach because I'm trying to tell you that frustrating situation is a fucking weed. You're calling it bad when it's actually very nutrient-dense for you and your experience right now. <laughs> like, you need that. And also, we are all going through this, um, this succession. We're all just plain bacteria until we start getting those fungal networks building and the mycelium coming and then the, the protozoa and the nematodes. And we're like building this community. But when we're all alone, it's barren or there's very few things that will grow there. And again, there are things that we would call something bad. And it's just allowing ourselves to go through this process because like with the dandelion, it's there to condition your soil. It's putting the calcium back. Once there is enough calcium back in your soil, the dandelions won't grow there anymore. So if you can, instead of trying to kill them, understand and work with them and recognize that it is offering you something and then learn how to better accept that then you release it and move on to that next level of something and this goes for plants this goes for weeds this goes for life experience when you're going through something that's difficult if you can understand that something bigger is at work 
<sighs> it's not always easy. It's not always pretty. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't feel good. There are things that we don't want that happen, but it's really okay. And if you can stay cool, stay calm, stay in that knowing that this is ultimately for your better good, then more quickly will your garden clear out and it will be the things that you have consciously planted, like thoughtfully curated these experiences, these people, these relationships, these you know, places in your life, we're doing that. We're doing that. And it can be as easy as just understanding how it works. You know, it's fun too, when we talk about cultivating all of the things to create this interesting, nutrient dense Mm -hmm. life, you know, how things just start showing up more. Like the more you do it, the more good stuff shows up. Yes. And, you know, it was fun the other day to, you know, get the spontaneous call and request and us get to go out to J Ranch and tour what they're doing. Yep. And um, and then from them, learn about another ranch in the hill country that's doing really interesting things right now. And to see, you know, so I've been yep. in the California bubble, but now to be back in, in Texas and within a week find a handful of people that are walking the regenerative path and working with the land. And it just, it feels good because we don't hear about these things. Well, and I will tell you, I have been looking. I have been actively looking and asking and it's like, nobody's doing it. Nobody's, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then all of a sudden, like for me asking and looking and looking and asking and just staying open and knowing what that I am trying to connect to this community. I want to meet more regenerative farmers and people who are engaged in this activity. And then here it is. And it's like been four or five connections in a short amount of time that has just kind of opened up and now turning into all kinds of things that are what along that path that I wanted, but was at first not seeing a way through. And, and feeling like I'm going to be the one that does this. Because even so, there's not like a, a Lockhart regenerative ag group. So I'm going to make that. I'm going to create this. It's going to happen. But I'm going to have to do it. And that's totally fine. And I'm very excited because I have met the folks at J Ranch and um, learning about the Rome Ranch in Fredericksburg and just different people and different folks that are around that are really committed to this lifestyle, this sustainable. And this is also what, as a consciousness coach, I'm teaching people how to have a sustainable life. What works for you? It's not what works for other people. You can get ideas from other people, but you have to implement them in the way that works for you based on this is just like a permaculture idea. Mm-hmm. Like you're dealing with your place, your people, your microclimate, um, microclimate, your benefits, your, you know, detriments, all the things. And so it's different for everyone all the time. And, you know, the thing is, for so many of us, you don't know where to start. And then, you know, you find someone like a Brown who can give you a jumping off point and give you a, enough information to make you dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then you can go out and experiment and do your own thing. And, you know, I'm all about being empowered. I I fucking hate the victim mentality or I can't, or it doesn't work or, you know, this Mm -hmm. happens to me. And so being able to 
adopt a, a framework yeah. and then be able to implement it however I want or however works, um, you know, for my space and place that feels really good. And, you know, and that's what I teach people about cannabis. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no one size fits all, you know, you, you get the information, you get the education and then you have to be willing to experiment. Yes. I love that. I love it so much. And that's um, one of the things I've learned in my permaculture course is we're being taught principles. And I, I realize how in hand, hand in hand this works with my work. I'm offering you principles and then you come up with the method. Like this is where you, this is what you're looking for. This is what you want to do. And then however you have to do that, that is how you do it. And it's not a all or nothing. It's like baby step, baby step, baby step. Do this, do this. That feels good. Ooh, and now I'll do this. And as you do those things, then they become easier for you. And then you want to do more. You just naturally, once you master a task, you automatically as a human, we want to learn. We're here to learn. So we're, we're going to naturally say, okay, well, this is boring now. I want to add another level to that. So be okay where you are and be okay not fucking knowing. Like, good Lord, welcome to humanity. Like, we just don't know. You're just doing the best you can and be okay doing that, but still do the best you can. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. So back to those weeds in your garden. <laughs> you pointed out like four or five things to me. Like just run off a list of some of the stuff to just give people an idea. So just literally walking around in our backyard, so fabulous because I saw the remnants of cleaver. Um, I have clover, henbit, dandelion, horse herb, plantain, ragweed, which I just found back behind our fence. So I'm excited to make some tincture or something with that. Um, Ponyfoot is another, it's fabulous. I love it. It's what Bunny and Jack had in their yard when we were growing up. It's like a ground cover, but um, it's also akin to dollarweed. And so that's another one of those on the poison, the you know, <laughs> on the roundup. Um, and also chickweed. A we poster have child for yes, Roundup? absolutely. So if you know they really want to kill it, you really should look into it and see what the benefits of it are. You know, and it's really funny because ragweed is always something that we see on the commercials about, you know, allergy season, ragweed, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. The idea with the tincture is that it's good for your allergies because yeah, you're yeah. giving yourself a little mm-hmm. bit of the something-something that's, that's right. going to give you a snotty nose. Which is another principle in permaculture. The problem is the solution. If you have a problem, that's your fucking problem. If you recognize, (laughs) I got to get creative here and figure something out, then you make that problem the solution and then you win. And it's just like if people go around looking at things like their problems, then they got a bunch of problems. But if you understand information and how to decipher and determine, decide what your best move is, then you're laughing because life is easy because it's just a bunch of freaking opportunities and information that's showing up in front of you that you get to then decide from this place of peace and calm, like, hmm, what do I want to do? I like to call myself a solution facilitator. Absolutely. And that to me is what that is. Like, don't bring me problems. (laughs) That's right. Bring me solutions. Let me tell you why this is going to be okay. Like, if someone's not saying that to you, find somebody else. If, if people are telling you things are problems, then 
start looking for somebody that's going to look at things in a little different way. Oh my gosh, you just made me think about a podcast that I was listening to this morning that Bruce Lipton was on. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how from age, you know, well, in the womb to Mm -hmm. seven years old, you're in theta. Yes. And so... Like being hypnotized. And so everything that's coming in is basically just programming. Yes. For your subconscious. And so after age seven is when we start thinking, making decisions and processing things. But till age seven, you are literally just a sponge. God bless us, everyone. Because literally everything that you see, that is life teaching you that that's what life is. Because you don't have a frame of reference. You are accepting it all as a given of how life works. And so then as you become a grown-up, this is your value set. So like he used as an example, rich dad, poor dad. Mm -hmm. Well, a child that comes from a wealthy family, they just automatically do the things that a wealthy family does Mm -hmm. and what they do to make money because this is just in their programming. Mm -hmm. They don't know any different. And so it's really important to acknowledge our programming because we can change it, but it's just recognizing it. So many times whenever I talk about change, I will get someone that leaves a message that's like, people don't change. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, lazy people (laughs) 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 don't change, sir. (laughs) But you know, it, it's really accepting the responsibility and accepting the choice to be empowered. Exactly. Taking your fucking power back. Stop letting someone else decide what's right and wrong for you. And understand that you get that choice. Like we make knee-jerk reactions all the time. And it's like, if you had thought about it, you would not have said that. You would not have done that. Like if you had just taken a moment. So it's like, and that choice has now set you off on a path of many more choices that you have to make. Whereas if you had taken a few moments, (sighs) relax, breathe, soothe yourself in the moment. And what three seconds, five seconds, one minute, and then respond. I mean, it's just like we're constantly setting ourselves up for the next set of choices. And if you take that lowest choice, you've just lowered your next set of choices. And I think that way too about boundaries. I was leading a morning mindfulness discussion and the things that we do to start our day and set ourselves up for success. Someone in the group asked, what advice do you have for boundaries? It's kind of like the weeds thing in the yard, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you ignore something and Mm -hmm. things just start growing, maybe you don't cut the grass, you're not feeling like it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you look up and you have a huge chore on Mm -hmm. your hands. And so for me, it's like, you know, not only am I being empowered on my choices, but also being empowered to protect those choices and Mm -hmm. set the boundaries so that I can be around anybody who believes anything. They don't have to believe what I believe. Exactly. But knowing that it's just as much my responsibility to protect my boundaries Mm -hmm. 
as it is to stand up for myself or, you know, make the good decision, eat the good meal, choose the right friends, yada, yada, yada. Like the boundary setting is just as important. Well, and if you also understand that when something comes up that presses your boundaries, (sighs) where do you feel it? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your heart? Is it in your throat? And what is in your mind? What did they do? What does this take you back to? Just become your investigative reporter and ask questions of yourself. Like, why did this upset me? Where do I feel that? Is this true? Where did I hear this? This is going back to our programming before, you know, from Birth in to womb seven. till seven, you know. And if you can move the energy around that, then you're literally removing the struggle. Oh, yeah. You saw me in practice the other (laughs) night at dinner with this one. Yes. Man. Yes. And it's powerful. And you know what? That's what happens when you begin to move to a higher level of consciousness. Shit comes up that you're not having anymore. But the way you handle it is different than you did before. You don't cuss. You don't holler. You don't throw a fit. You get quiet. You get still. You get sure more and more sure of how you feel about what's happening. You breathe, you move the energy, and then you have an adult conversation from a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. And for me, FYI, that conversation wasn't until the next day. Exactly. And oftentimes it won't be. So that's perfect. And in that moment, being completely respectful of everyone, but everyone knowing that I was not okay. Yeah. With what had happened. Yeah. In the moment, I was not exactly sure that what I was doing was right, but I knew that that was a hard boundary for me and that I would defend it to my death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I will say, knowing you for the past 40 odd years, I mean, that was a fabulous response, sister. I've seen plenty worse. So true, like, wow, way to go, Joanna. (laughs) Yes, always be growing. (laughs) Literally, I'm telling you what, everything I ever needed to know, I learn in my garden. And I'm not fucking kidding. Like, it just, like, tears to my eyes. Like, everything. When I'm pulling weeds, you know, when I put my hand around all these, you know, negative thoughts that are just kind of reaching out places and then I get to gather them up and I'm just knowing like this is just like my thoughts and I twist and I pull that long taproot out and I'm like oh that was a big one you know that was deep and I know that I've aerated the soil oxygen is rushing down in there that's made room for more of my microbiology down in the soil it's aerated it's made space and then when I find these weeds that kind of just crawl all along the top that you can just dig, and it's not anything deep, it's just wasted energy. It's just leaking energy with negative thoughts, maybe complaining about something, blaming someone for something, small irritations. But it's like you can just gather it up so easily and pull it around, and it's really not even that deep. Oh, I love this analogy. It's just so good. (laughs) It's perfect. Well, I hope this gets everybody excited to explore your own space, your own backyard, your own mind, your own heart. The garden of your own mind and recognize what is beneficial and what is not. In that foraging book, it tells you edible mimics 
and poisonous mimics. So there's, for, say, dandelion, there's mimics. I, I believe it's a dangerous one. But anyway, it shows you ones that are sort of like that, but not exactly. And if you eat it, it'll kill you. <laughs> so it's just like, good to know. Good to know. Like, okay, this thought, like, maybe I feel like I'm protecting myself. But actually, I'm just causing more reason to protect myself. So I felt like I was being good by thinking this thought. This is one of those weeds that you need to pull out. But actually what you're doing is just creating more and more of the energy that creates that situation. So just being aware and asking yourself the question and understanding that negative emotion, that difficult situations, that physical sensation in your body that don't feel good, don't mean they're bad. It's information. Ask more questions. Yes. Ask more questions. Yes. And Mama Cannabis is always oh a good gosh. co-pilot on this journey. I oh, mean, yeah. I know you I appreciate her out in your garden as well. Absolutely. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you or that we didn't talk about that you think's important? And of course, also tell people where to find you. I mean, we covered a wide range of things, so I think that was pretty good. <laughs> I am at crystalnuding.com and crystal at crystalnuding.com if you want to email me. And I am a consciousness coach. I teach you how to create what you want. And because I'm her sister and I just say what I want, if you reach out, <laughs> tell her to give you a free 30-minute soothing session. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> no, they're going to do that. I know, but I'll give it to them because okay, you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> See, always ask for what you want. I love it. Don't ask for permission. Forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say, sister? I had a session with a, a guy the other day, and he's a stonemason. And so I had said our ultimate goal is to respond with love. I mean, from my perspective here in this life, raising our level of consciousness, that is like the ultimate goal for me personally is to respond with love in every situation all the time, period, no questions. And he was like, well, I'm not there yet. And I said, well, you're a stonemason. Uh, do you have a goal in mind when you start or do you just start chiseling away? <laughs> you know, like there is a picture in your mind of where you're going. And I want you to find that. I want you to think about how you want to feel, what you want your life to be like. And I want you to, to speak and define that more in terms of feeling than of things. Because when you define it in the terms of feelings, as far as happiness and joy and health and inspiration and creativity and connection, then all of those things that you wanted just for those very reasons will show up. So really keeping the end in mind, which is your health, your happiness, your joy and connection to your family and your community and to the world around you. That is, that's really, that's where we're going. Yes. And Releasing judgment yeah. of all kinds, judgment of what it means to respond in love, yeah. judgment of what it means to have weeds in your yard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> judgment of what it means to have freaking quote unquote weeds in your relationships mm -hmm. or whatever, looking at them as something that could help you grow yeah. and be a better human. And if you want to play along in the actual Watch what you're calling weeds game. 
get the app or the book and just start having fun, connecting more with nature, putting down your phone, putting down your computer. Like I'm starting to do these detox retreats and ways to just stop working, reconnect with play, reconnect with nature, get to know cannabis, get to know your farmer. Once I get settled in Texas, you know, doing these wild west camps for grownups where you can come out and play in nature and be on ATVs and shoot guns. Or if you don't know how to shoot gun, learn gun skills, like do something different and reboot. Yeah. I love it. All right. I will be back in California for um, the month of June, and then I will be moseying my way um, back to the Lone Star State. So if you're in Texas and um, you are curious about Casually Baked or the podcast, or you want to talk about how you can legalize cannabis in your municipality or decriminalize it like they've done in Austin... I would love to help the Lone Star State push this cannabis thing forward yes. quicker because I'm ready to. Why do- the hell not? Yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> I, I I don't I don't want to live an illegal life. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, sister, I love you so much. Thank you for your wisdom and no. for being a part of the casually baked community. I know some of my listeners are now your clients and I think that's so fun. I love it. It makes me so happy. It's really good. Well, y'all thanks for hanging out and remember watch what you're calling weeds. If you're inspired to re-examine the weeds in your life, I hope you'll share this podcast with your smoke circle. I'll include links to the book and app we discussed in the podcast 224 show notes at casuallybaked.com so that you can explore your own surroundings with a fresh perspective. And if you learned something valuable from today's chat, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That one small action helps other canna-curious folks find this highly responsible cannabis content. As always, Email your requests or can of curious questions through the website, or you can DM me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, The Weed Tube, and Truth Social. However you decide to support our highly responsible cannabis movement, thank you for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. Yes, it's a high time. We had a high time together. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Jamie Humiston at PodConnects. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down. down.